Welcome back to the Reset Rebel podcast with me, Joe Yule, and I'm recording today's intro uh, for this show in London, in the lovely, lush, sunny Sunday sunshine um, of King's Cross. And I'm about to jump on a train, as you can probably hear the announcements in the background. Uh, I'm going up to Chesterfield to see an old retreat client, and it's kind of struck me um, since I've been here the last three days how rejuvenating just changing your scenery and your environment and your natural habitat can be which kind of led me to feel a little bit more connected to myself has kind of led me to get a little bit clearer on a few things I've been struggling with Um, and I know that I'm going to put out this podcast today I'm going to edit it on the train shortly so hoping to fire up that off uh, at some point later or maybe even on Monday morning if you're listening to this tomorrow Um, and the reason I haven't put this podcast out is because it's been a little bit like not being able to see the wood for the trees um, with the amount of content I recorded so I'm going to do it in two parts so today's show is going to be a seven day fasting podcast I recorded like daily diary entries with Alona who was the fasting guide and sound one back in February and I really haven't been able to decide how to put this together so today I'm going to put out part one of the show and later on in the week I'm going to put out the feature interview with the fasting guide Alona who's been doing it for more than 25 years and is just so full of inspiring amazing knowledge Um, I didn't really want to chop it down into little chunks and put it into a shorter version so we're going to have a two-part series this week which I'm very excited about but why I feel ready to put it out now I think it just reminded me that getting away from your own environment makes you really connect to your purpose in a way that you sometimes can't do when you're in your own home, you're with the same people, you're with the same landscapes, you're in a routine and sometimes it takes a little reset away from that routine to really remember your clear vision of where you're at and I think that the most powerful thing about that is that retreats offer that and that's why I remember why I really want to do what I'm doing and I am going to be a little bit shameless now in mentioning the Reset Rebel retreat that we've got coming up in August because I really feel that this is quite an unusual little event that I'm running. It's from the 11th to the 14th. It's a long weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Monday and checking out Tuesday and it's just full of goodness that's going to really make people feel good and really have that time as well and space to check in um, with what's actually going on because summer well, from what I'm witnessing in this wonderful sunshine weather in London, is chaotic. It's exactly the same in Ibiza. There's a lot more people around. There's a lot more activity. People are out there doing what they love and socialising a lot more. And sometimes it's good to just take a little cheeky underground look at where you're at in the middle of summer. Um, So that's what we're going to do in August. We're going to start off with a lovely, beautiful opening ceremony and yoga class with me. Um, with some music and some flow and some lovely shaded porch uh, area to unfold into and explore into uh, our body and our kind of intention for that weekend. And we're going to have a lovely dinner and a welcome drink reception uh, around the pool that evening and an early night. And then Saturday, we're going to get up, we're going to do some meditation, we're going to do some pranayama, 
and do a wonderful yoga class and then head off on a hike to Benaras um, from San Miguel and when we get to Benaras we will have a waiting uh, private chef with a picnic um, we are going to have a lovely big dip in the sea there which is just so incredibly gorgeous in the summer. Swimming at Benaras is like jumping into a beautiful crystal clear swimming pool. Uh, and then we're going to head back to the house after a couple of hours chilling out there and some nice lunch and grab a um, lady from It's In Your Dreams. There's going to be a couple of them doing our makeup and getting us ready. Boys and girls, glittered up, gemmed up and transformed, ready to do our new moon meditation before we head off to Woo Moon one of the island's most sort of alternative parties, really, down at Cova Santa in the south of the island. So we're just going to hit the dance floor there for a sort of movement medicine um, experiment, really, for a couple of hours before the terrace shuts and then grab a transfer back to the house. You know, we'll be in bed just after midnight. It's not going to be a late one. It's not going to be a wild one. You will be invited to one Fermentale from the Fermentistas. He make these incredible fermented cocktails with kombucha and all sorts of other wonderful healthy things. And then we're going to head... Uh, in the morning up to Portanax, a little bit further north from Benaras uh, on the Monday. We're going to do our yoga obviously in the morning, pranayama meditation, um, really go a little bit deeper for the new moon um, the next morning. Um, the class will be kicking off slightly later if you are a little bit um, tired after dancing the night before. Then we're going to head to Portanax, do a little hike to the lighthouse, hit the beach for a few hours, take a stand-up paddleboard safari um, at Portanax and then come back for some sundown cocktails and go for dinner at my absolute favourite restaurant on the planet which is called Los Enamorados which means the lovers and this is like a secret sunset spot no one really knows that the sun sets um, in Portanax and you can really see the whole thing touch down the whole shebang um, and it's just like the food there is amazing and it's a boutique hotel and just the vibe there the music just the whole kind of atmosphere for me is one of my kind of favourite spots to watch the sun go down with a really great mezcal cocktail um, and yeah, I haven't done it for ages actually, so I'm really, really, really excited to be putting that in my diary for August the 11th to the 14th. And we are going to pay for your flight if you are a podcast listener and you email us um, on justthegoodnewsplease at gmail.com. But if you want to check out the full details of that retreat, it's on my own personal website, which is jogabeats, J-O-G-A-B-E-A-T-S dot com slash retreats so if you would like to join us in august we do also have a free space going um, if you want to bring a friend we can also give you a further discount but the weekend right now for the last four spaces sharing is 555 we've got some other little deals going for podcast listeners so pop us a line we'll pay for your flights if you want to join us in august um, and we'll hopefully see you on the white isle but i hope you enjoyed today's podcast focusing on fasting and getting really clear um, like I did back in February when I literally had nothing to eat for almost seven days, um, water fasting on this wonderful, yeah, moment of clarity that I embarked on in February. So I'm going to put this out today. We'll get the second part later in the week and I really, really hope you enjoy it. We'll uh, catch up with you a little bit later on. We hope you're having a lovely, lovely weekend. Enjoy the show. So Monday morning, I'm just woken up and... I had quite a late night last night. I ended up going. Oh no. Do you know what? I'm going to fess up. <laughs> that extreme disappointment was a bulletproof coffee which I left in the blender. <laughs> 
upside down but the thing is about bulletproof coffee is it basically always explodes because of the heat and the oil and as I've come back to um make this recording the entirety of that coffee has leaked all over the kitchen um because it just never ever um stays in the Nutribullet when you when you whiz it and um, I think that's a sign that I was just about to cheat and have a bulletproof coffee before my seven-day fast begins today. But I, yeah, obviously had that decision made for me. Basically, the answer is no bulletproof coffee for me, cheating before my fast. Um, <laughs> you have to laugh, really. So anyway, I'm going to go to the gym this morning. Um I had quite a late night. I went out dancing to Bully Mundo, which is this cool um, live music um, venue, which is near San Carlos. And they kind of have like a reggae jam, actually, on Sunday night. So we had a really good time last night. Just went out with the girls um, for a bit of a dance because there's not that much live music on Ibiza, which is one of the things that I miss the most about living here. And, um, yeah, it was really interesting to see sort of just like an open stage and people can just jump on the mic or just go and grab a a bongo drum or bring their own um sax there was keyboards there was a drum kit uh and it was going off actually it was really really quite fun um just to see sort of like an improv situation with um quite yeah quite a lot of talented people really uh there's no doubt about that Ibiza is full of talent when it comes to music um not just on the ones and twos there's a lot of like really amazing musicians here songwriters performers singers it was really good to see that last night and it was worth going out the night before my fast and blowing the pre-cleanse idea out the window because the last thing I consumed (laughs) was a lasagna um cheese and wheat and a glass of red wine i'm not i'm not gonna lie i could lie about this you know and just sort of um, pretend that i um, am walking the path of the yogic lord as i like to call it um as a yoga teacher in ibiza and often we do topple off that perch of perfection and that's exactly how the reset rebel was born um i've had to find so many ways to reset myself living on this island um with this fast being one of them you know i'm the reason i'm doing it is because I had a couple of car crashes a few years ago and I have quite a lot of neck pain because of that and I can manage it with my yoga and um, some gentle exercises that I do and by just looking after myself and since I got back to Ibiza after a trip to Goa just before Christmas I just I've been really on the coffee been on the coffee Um, I had a real love affair with sort of honey and sugary things for a while in January. Whilst I was trying not to drink, I found myself just tucking into chocolate quite a bit. And also um, alcohol. I've I've definitely had probably more wine than I would normally drink at this time of year. Um, Just I think the cold weather has made me fancy a glass of red wine more than usual. So... That's built up some inflammation around the injury and um, I've been in quite a lot of pain again and the last time it got to this point I did do a fast and that was over a year ago just over my birthday actually with the same lady I'm going to go and travel um, and do this fast with San Juan Mountains um, uh, at a 
beautiful house now called Colour House um, and her name is Alona so I hope we're going to be able to speak to her she's uh, an expert on fasting she's fasted many 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 times over the years and she just has so many fascinating facts and um, wonderful things to say about fasting she believes in it deeply as a very healing um, way to um, allow the body to repair itself really after all the damage that we cause it with all the things that we consume and take on board as humans none of it's uh, terribly good sometimes for us and the overload really of just um, consummation and basically the fact that we just eat more than we actually need to in life you know we don't really need as much food as we put into our bodies and that creates this sort of overload that we can't digest really so giving yourself a break for a, a whole week sounds dramatic it is quite dramatic it's not going to be easy I'm not going to lie um, I have done it twice before and I've done it for sort of three two or three days loads of time I've done you know on a day fast haven't they but um anyway I'm going into this um yeah with an open mind you never really know which way it's gonna go I mean I've been on the coffee as I said I haven't been cleansed properly like I should have done um by yeah juicing and eating light and getting off the coffee and the booze and everything else I've been out yeah at a reggae party drinking a bit of red wine eating some wheaty cheesy pasta which was absolutely delicious and I don't regret it for a moment um but yeah, it's not going to be an easy transition, I would imagine, from A to B. And, you know, what the body does is it... Well, I'll let Alona explain that, actually. Hopefully, she'll be able to talk to us about that. And if not, I am going to get back with a daily diary. But this is my my day one uh, morning entry. And um, I'm feeling I'm feeling a bit nervous. I'm feeling a bit nervous about how bad the headache's going to be or whatever um, the detox process is going to be on that front. But apart from that, I'm really up for it. <clears throat> been on the scales this morning um not sure if I really need to divulge how much I weigh that's not the reason I'm doing it at all it's purely for pain relief really and to clean myself and to give myself some time to reflect and go inward before the the season starts here in Ibiza it's a super hectic time of year and this seems like a good week just to get a little bit of um time to reflect so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop my um my chit chat now and I will record again when we take the salts um at around about two o'clock at lunchtime today so I'll catch up with you then so we've just arrived uh, or I've just arrived at the top of a very very big hill uh, to the wonderful house of our fasting guru for the week at Ms Alona good afternoon good afternoon thank you so much for having me yeah very welcome happy to have you it's uh, obviously not my first time here in the house it feels very wonderful to be back in your home again well I'm happy I'm happy and glad that you came back it's such a welcoming space it always feels very cozy and lovely to be here so I'm, I'm chuffed to be spending another week here so obviously this fast we're going to be doing for the next how many days well we have five days fasting and then it's two days back to guide you back to the normal food because you need to do whenever you fast whether it's five days or nine days or 20 days or 21 days make it easier just now to a third of that time is you need to be guided slowly back to the food mm-hmm. that is just so your digestive juices they go away slow and they come back slowly you know mm-hmm. so that you guide to kindle them back you need like with five days it's good to have two days with nine days fasting you would have three days to come back with 21 days you take seven days a whole week to come back slowly and then so because your metabolism takes its time 
You know, when the digestive juices take its time to come back, but also your metabolism takes the double amount of your fast. So if your fast has been five days, you should have like a 10 day till you come back to eating more again. But if you want to hold it, obviously you want to hold that weight that you lost, then you just stay with that. Yeah, I remember last time you said to me that the reason... I got a bit overexcited about how much weight I'd lost. You were like, well, don't, don't worry about that because in a day you'll have gained a kilo in just with your digestive juices. Yeah, it's the digi exactly. It's the digestive, digestive juices because even though we drink tons and tons of water, which is a must during a fast, you dehydrate in a way. So in order when you start eating again, when you start eating and your digestive juices have to form so that your body retains that water that's necessary for that. Mm -hmm. And... Um, that immediately reflects on the scale. Well, we'll just uh, take that into account this time when we do the weigh-in in a minute. <laughs> so we kick off this fast with these, these salts that are obviously going to flush us out. Can you explain a bit about why we do that at the beginning? Yeah, because, um, I mean, people who have, like, let's say, a, a very delicate stomach, they can maybe have Epsom salts or I ask them to do maybe one or two enemas. It's to empty out your colon, colonial tract and this and that. It helps to feel kind of fresh. It helps to feel not so sluggish. You take uh, with these salts, the natrium sulfate salts, they're very strong. They really dissolve a lot. It's like almost receiving um, full colonic. Yeah. Hurrah, <laughs> bring that on, <laughs> God. It's in my eyes, I mean, okay, everybody's different, but I've, I've led so many, guided so many fasts and I have to say, that's maybe the most unpleasant uh, moment that drinking these salts. Some people don't mind at all, but in general, it's not the most pleasant thing, but it's over within 20 minutes. You know, you drink these salts, you drink them during a certain time, then there's some exercises to help you open the, the certain valves in case they got closed from the, you know, tension of like from the taste or whatever. And um, definitely from the taste. And um, what does then, it taste like? Well, it's salty, you know, salty, <laughs> and we'd mix some lemon with it. We give some uh, uh, pressed lemon uh, juice uh, that is very good because it sort of helps to counteract. And you also can drink some minty with it. It's the only time we do give minty because minty, as you well know, when you go traveling in the world, and especially Morocco or Arab, Arab countries, after you've had a huge meal, they love to give you a minty, and that has to do because it stimulates the digestive juices. Since we are trying to get rid of the digestive juices slowly, we don't want to use something that stimulates them. But together with the salts, and since we're starting, it's quite a nice thing to do. Or you can find a really nice tasting tea for people to drink that salts, these salts, and then uh, the tea. After we, you take these salts, they basically well, go down the normal way like everything else does and start to dissolve everything. Um, the lemon juice was it, a nice tea, and you drink within 20, 20 to 30 minutes. Not too fast, not too slow. Because if you drink it too slow, then the water that never will be, you know, the osmosis that happens, which is called osmosis, the balancing out of uh bringing water into your colon because of the salt. Because what it does is, of course, it just makes the colon then swell up more and more and more and more till it needs to get rid of everything that's in it. And that's all that diluted stuff you want out, you know. 
that's been diluted by these salts. Hanging around for way too long. Yeah, hanging time to offload. Way too long, and there's and a lot of times it's surprising what even with the what comes after and the days after the enema. I recommend the enema day. In some fasts, they do it twice every second day. I just think it's a great thing because to get rid of all that stuff is is a super good thing, and it's one of the most. One of the least invasive mm. ways. Yeah, and no, I've used mine quite a bit since the last time you um, th- gave it to me. And, and that starts, the, cu- the enemas begin tomorrow, right? The because the digestive. Now we're going to clean up your system. And, um, you know, also after when you've drank the salts, you can walk around the premises here. Uh, I always say, don't lie down mm-hmm. till you've been to the toilet the first time. Okay. Then it's good to sit down, lie down. It's have nice a little rest after all that action. That's right, exactly. <laughs> That's the whole idea, anyway. It's like rest and action, rest, action. Too much rest is no good in the fast, and too much actions are all not too good. Too much action in the toilet, definitely not. Definitely <laughs> not recommended. And, and just lastly, I mean, like you know, obviously we're we're doing this together. You're going to fast with us, and there's yeah, another lady joining us. Yeah. Two ladies joining yeah. us. Um, so, I mean, what's the main benefit of fasting? Why do people fast? Well, think about it. You know, you get. Uh, we have our five elimination organs. We have our kidneys. That's why we drink tons of water. We have our lungs. We're going to also expel a lot of things that we're breathing. Sometimes it's uh, chemical stuff that we don't even see. We are exposed on a daily basis. Also, with our skin, you put gasoline in. You know, you have the, the, the your hands get uh, touch this, touch that. The skin absorbs. In the food nowadays, a lot of times we don't know what's even in it anymore. So all these kind of things we gobble up, heavy toxins, other normal heavy metals, other toxins, you know. The thing is you can eat really healthy. Still, you're going to have some, you use some certain types of shampoos. Like I said, even if you go to the gas station, you know, you can't avoid sometimes to get that stuff or breathing it in or getting it on your skin and it gets absorbed. So... If you eat really healthy, you know, your body uh, metabolizes every day uh, the food that you, and gets energy from the food that you get, in, that it gets from the outside. And the energy program too is that you actually use your, what you have to, that you stop eating and you use what you have in energy program number two. The first day when you stop eating, you will use your carbohydrates that you have had, uh, that you have. You're not still in your body. Well, for me, right. that was a lasagna last night. Uh, for example, <laughs> yeah. For me, also, it was some bread and some actually like a barbecue last night. Of not a lot, yesterday afternoon, <laughs> so didn't eat too much. But you know, still, it's there. So um, uh, also, people think, oh, I go to the toilet and then it's gone. No, we can keep our the food we eat up to eight days. You know, so in there, and then some of it gets even stuck there, and sits there for years you yeah, know like people mean, say don't they during fast when they're doing the enema yeah. sometimes they're eliminating like a yeah. marble that they swallowed when they were like two years yeah, old I, we have had uh, when i first did the fasting ret- uh, course i mean also because i fast now for over 25 years but at one point i thought i'm i'm going to really learn this i'm going to really get myself a degree in this why um, why did you get into fasting why are you so fascinated by it? Because properties? I know how my how how exactly that was the first question too. Because how will you feel after? How it really helps you to? Uh, it's a little bit like you have an old you have a pantry, right? And that pantry has great food in it, you know. Mm-hmm. So after a while, that food that's in it, if you don't renew it, mm-hmm. 
is old. Mm. And then let's say heavy, hard times come. When, if you have a pantry that has fresh fruit in it, you're going to make it through the hard times easier than if you have a pantry which has old and maybe even food that is out of date mm -hmm. in it. So, and that's the same with us. If when we clean ourselves up, you know, we can then, when we build after the fast, very important, it's the most, the most important time is really the first, when you start eating again, what you put into your system. Mm -hmm. And you will be in a much better condition if anything hits you afterwards or some, whether there's bacteria around or whether there's some viruses around, all this kind of stuff. You have your, your body, will, your immune system will be in a much better state. I mean, that's provided that you have already, we're starting with a healthy person, you know? I mean, there's people with thyroid problems I can take. I can take people with certain problems, but certain, pro certain other problems belong to a fasting clinic. Mm -hmm. where you have the proper doctors and nurses and fasting doctors, you know, who are really know. And, we watched a video you know, on that last time yeah. I was on the fast, didn't we? Where is there's yeah. one in Germany, is that right? There's one that was about Russia and how they discovered, I mean, in a communist country at that time in the 70s, it was a fantastic thing to have all that because fasting would help the people rather than filling them up with, uh, with pharmaceutical stuff, which now has changed there too. We all know that the pharma industry is not interested to find easy ways to heal and uh, it's a self-healing fasting helps to heal your body fasting helps to heal things ailments you have mm -hmm. in that film we already saw that how they did this uh, test with the rats I mean poor rats but what to do that's what they did uh, with chemotherapy and they were showing that the ones that fasted and were exposed to chemotherapy could take the double dose of uh, chemotherapy and had no side effects uh, while the other ones could, I mean, they would die from a double dose. Terrible thing to make a test with. Mm -hmm. But then the question came, well, what happens if you just fasted all the time or not twice the, week, the year, you know? Or if somebody has a dis disease, which they have, if you know in the clinic, in, in the Buchinger Clinic in Germany, and they have one in Marbella also, they have people with arthritis, with lung stories, with, I mean really bad conditions that otherwise with the psycho, uh, not psychos, <laughs> with the pharmaceutical industry would just have to gobble up pills after pills and deal with the side effects. In this case, they are completely, um, they heal, you know, and they go back there, of course, because they know that their, their life is another quality of life. And it's uh, something I find that should be introduced in you know, it should be introduced in kindergarten, in the in the early school. These kind of things should be introduced and how to look at our, what we don't look at all anymore. It's like, you know, what we eliminate. Because when we learn about what we eliminate, what that looks like, and we can see from what it looks like where we at health-wise. But nowadays, you know, don't even have bathrooms anymore where you could do and see that you know so everything is like cut off from down there it's like oh don't let's not look Ooh, it's all unless you're in holland i'll never forget when i lived there and they had that little inspection shelf built in and you know as you just said that it's, it's kind of like it's important to see what we well, are we eliminating to a degree in germany then the old in the old toilets you see the old houses i mean the old toilets still they are like this but most of most of the places don't have this kind of toilets anymore when i did my first fasting course I did it in the old 
eastern part of Germany, which had just been reunited, but it, and that was an old clinic that hadn't been remodeled because evidently there wasn't the money for that either. And we did it there, especially because all of the candidates who were doing the fasting, uh, yeah, how you say that? Well, this whole fasting experience at the same time as becoming fasting guides uh, could analyze and we could talk about all these things because they had these toilets there, you know. And um, I mean, there's so many things that are interconnected with fasting also. You get very, you know, it's very important that it's guided well also for people who are healthy, that people don't do it too much alone if they don't know it. After a few times you fast in some way, you can do it by yourself, even if you have the stamina to do it, because you have to be careful after a certain time, uh, certain days of driving, mm. because you're even you're much more alert and a lot of clarity comes into your life. From That's why I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I found after the last one. It was unbelievable stuff that I just couldn't even face doing tasks on my to-do list. I just polish the whole lot off you remember i couldn't pack yeah. up the house yeah. at the end of the retreat season there was suitcases and boxes and bags everywhere couldn't do it and then when i got back after a week fasting i did it all about the whole lot in like three or four hours flat i just mm. I was so energized and so ready yeah sort of because move. also you besides being really energized and ready you also get an enormous clarity you know that's the thing you also do not just a physical cleanse it's also a psychological cleanse you know and there are many ways and many ways that I you know, like whoever guides but in my case also I guided I'm also a therapist my background so that helps you know I think this helped me a lot in this whole fasting um, realm to have that background because you might or you're not might can not necessarily doesn't have to happen people have emotional collapses you know mm -hmm. during this not even physical it's not that they have a problem you know the enemas and the way it's guided it's all everything we do here also with some massages with the walks everything is to help facilitate the fast to make it easier but isn't food just a giant cover-up for our emotions i mean that's why people experience a lot more feeling don't they during yeah. these fasts yeah totally totally and i mean and it is from childhood on you know i mean if we come to think about it now i mean we know you wouldn't say to a 12 year old now you know oh you know, for it's very good that you've behaved so well. You can have a special cigarette today. You wouldn't do that anymore, would you? But to the little ones, we say, oh, now it's a it's holiday or you get a surprise. You get an, uh, you, well, you can have a Coca-Cola. Why the hell you would you want to give a Coca-Cola that is so unhealthy, full of sugar, full of shit, mm. and make this as something... A treat. To, a treat. <laughs> so cigarettes, it's because it's actually as dangerous. Sugar is really bad. Mm. What we do, I mean, I remember when my son was, the, my oldest son is now 25, he didn't have from March, he was born March, 21st of March, until we came Christmas to Germany, where I lived in the States at the time, he didn't have any chocolate. I gave him apple, this, that, you know, I mean, after the, when you stopped breastfeeding, you know. But then, of course, I went upstairs to the bathroom in Germany. I come down and my auntie, I mean, his, his granny, basically, because he didn't have, my mom had already passed. She was happily smiling and the kid was full of chocolate all over with a Santa Claus, you know. Oh chocolate God, Santa. you must have gone up like a speeding freight train. I actually didn't, you know, because what, you know, my early grandmother's this, that, but it's a very common thing, you know. It's like, so this is something 
I hope that more, it's, it takes a time, you know, you cannot suddenly change everything. Mm. But, but it's that association you're saying of the treating yourself treating with yourself crap. And with food. So you do everything. Food is like, you know, covers up a lot of stuff. Mm. Also think about it. You come out, you have your mommy's titties. It's the comfort. It's comfort. Mm. Food is comfort. And I mean, besides that, it's actually necessary to survive, you know, because if you fast, if you're a healthy person, really healthy person, you can really fast without any negative uh, side effects up to almost 40 days. Wow. Yeah. And that's then, amazing. but then you need supplements, then you need other things. But, you know, the question is, how healthy are we really? You know, when we think we're healthy, a lot of times there's slumber, something already in the corner mm-hmm. and you don't know. But fasting is one of those things that helps you to to get rid of it. Fasting also helps you. I've had many, many people who came here to fast there. A lot of times women also in their mid 40s, the kids go out of the house. They want to change their lives or people in their early 30s who want to make changes in their lives. It always somehow goes along was changes. Mm. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm feeling that, definitely. And what's, the, and what's the longest you've ever fasted? Me, 15 days, one time, yeah. And how did you feel after that? Fantastic, mm. fabulous, really good. <laughs> I mean, it's not an easy thing to do. And um, But at that time when I did it, then it was like... Now, I, I, it's not an easy thing to say, do, I say, because I've been trying to re- replicate that experience. And not with much success. I made 10 days uh, not too long ago. But, um, you know, they were stretching themselves those 10 days. While this one time when I did it, it's still, I hold this as a wonderful memory. It was so easy. Things change all the time. You wow. Know. And, and, you know, how many times would you, do you think you have fasted in your life? Ooh, um... Well, look, I'm doing, I fast for 25 years now. There were some years when I was pregnant again, of course, then you don't fast when you breastfeed, you don't fast because when you're, the toxins go in, into the milk, mm. you know, that you come out because you've, you know, before we just, I just mentioned the three, um, the skin, the kidneys and the lungs, but you also have, you, you have the, um, the color, you know, your whole, digestive system that uh, helps you to release toxins yeah and that also of course in the in the liver you know and so with the liver also some of these toxins get into the blood i mean somehow they go there are various ways how they can get into the blood i don't want to go into the details but when that happens they go into the milk and that's why a fast uh, a pregnant or a breastfeeding woman can't fast Mm -hmm. you know you don't want to have these toxins. So you probably fasted, what, 50 times? Probably, yeah, because sometimes I fast three times a year. Wow. So this is the first of this year? This is the first. It's like spring and um, autumn are good times, but in Ibiza, of course, now the weather is like that would be spring weather in Germany or in England, I Mm. suppose. You know, we go so... It's nice to do. Yeah, no, thank God it's not pouring with rain. It's um, beautiful sunshine here and uh, on day one. And we're ending this on Friday or Saturday? Well, to d- Friday, five days, and then Saturday's the first day back with the food. Mm. With wow. small, <laughs> little, tiny amounts of food. And many times I say to people, oh, the apple, you can probably not finish this apple. And most of the people think that I'm nuts when I say, you don't know because I will eat. And pour. First of all, 
most of the people can't finish even the apple, right? But it's. I think yeah, it was a poached pear he gave us last yeah. time with cinnamon on it. It was delicious. Yeah. But you're right. You gave us a knife and fork, and I literally couldn't finish the pear. Well, that's <laughs> a first and probably a last. But let's see how this one goes. Thank you. We'll be catching up with you over the coming days. But we're just uh, yeah, the salt jug is is ready. there and ready, looking quite terrifying. But here we go. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, let's go for it then. So here we are, day two at the fast. I'm just out on a little hike on the um, on the coastline, just near my house. I actually made quite a powerful decision at base, and one of the reasons I wanted to do this fast was that I really wanted to refine my willpower and strength and determination and motivation through this fast. That's probably one of my primary reasons, apart from the neck pain, to be to be doing this. And I decided not to stay excuse me, <coughs> up at the retreat and I decided to do it non-residential so that I'm living in my house with coffee, there's not a lot of food um, in my fridge really, there's a couple of eggs and some yogurts, a bit of spinach, nothing terribly tempting but I just woke up this morning and I made my herbal tea and I just didn't feel any desire for anything actually. Um, which normally I do wake up dreaming of coffee <laughs> um, and um, that's something that I do indulge in quite heavily really in the morning time and that's what's probably led to part of this problem so I'm feeling, I'm feeling fresh this morning I'm feeling really clear headed um, but it has already on day two definitely brought up quite a lot of emotion um, it was even coming up last night before bedtime and that's probably one of the biggest things also you know that food gives us as we talked to Alona about is the comfort factor and when you take that cover-up mechanism out of the equation you you feel you feel so much more you're so much more sensitive to what's going on in your head um, and I just felt last night a little bit alone like doing the fast at my house and I was a bit like what if I wake up tomorrow feeling really ill or I've got a terrible headache or just just the fear factor started to to come up really um, like a little shadow in the dark lurking and looming and waiting for me to surrender to it and actually I didn't I, I watched a movie and I had a pretty early night and the other thing that happens in this fast is no food means body temperature drops big time. So um, I'm just walking down the coastline with my big beanie hat on and some nice thick, lovely socks. Um, but movement is therapy during this fast. And even when you feel the inclination just to sit still and do nothing, yeah, just you've got to move. You've got to keep moving. I was going to go to the gym, but I think that possibly could have been excessive. So I'm just taking a gorgeous seaside stroll along the coast from Santillalia towards Chirincana, the camping um, down across Niblau and Calapada and the yeah the waters are lovely and calm it's a beautiful morning and I'm feeling confident I'm gonna make it to day five although day two is when the enemas begin the self-administered 
elimination process, um, which I'm not a massive fan of. But, you know, when you stop pushing food through the system, everything stops. So it is necessary. Um, so we don't need to go into that in greater detail. But that's something that I'm already thinking, oh, I don't really want to do that. But the good news is I'm going to a singing class lunchtime with the Ibiza Choir who are preparing for their performance show at the Primavera Festival at the Atzaro in the spring so I'm really looking forward to being in a big community of like 20 ladies all singing their little hearts out much like these amazing birds we can hear in the background actually wow so beautiful um and I think that will give me a big lift um just like it did last week actually it really is there's something amazing about singing in a a big group of people to really lift the soul so yeah i'm looking forward to that and um yeah i think i get like a half a glass of diluted juice uh, at lunch just to keep a little bit of glucose in the system but we'll speak to elona when we go up to the retreat a little bit later on after the singing class um and see yeah see all the reasons for that and see how they're doing and the new ladies that are joining the group today one lady from the mainland in spain is coming over to the island so um yeah we'll be meeting her so yeah day two feeling good so we're back in the kitchen which is quite pointless really considering how little action it's seen in here since i arrived apart from our evening broth which is just about to have what have we got what's on the menu chef um, I don't know. I think Tamara prepared it. It's a bit of remolacha again, so beetroot and carrots and um, sweet potato. I think I'd have to look inside to see what that, it actually is. It's just basically and so, brewed and spinach, up veggies. You see, spinach, brewed up veggies, and you only are receiving the broth. Because wow. the broth... The broth contains still all the minerals, so you get a minimum intake of the minerals. You see, um, vitamins are not heat resistant, so there's not one vitamin left in that broth. Um, but miner- minerals are, so you can boil them, whatever, but the minerals uh, stay. That's why you also, when you when we do, for example, the juices here, and we dilute them, but these juices are done in a champion juicer, so that doesn't it doesn't generate heat while the juice is done. You see, many of those common juice, uh, juices generate heat and that kills the vitamins. So when you serve the juice, you have half of the vitamins in there. While the champion juice, so you conserve the vitamins and it actually, it's that um, carefully, um, yeah, how do you call them? How, that processed. carefully juiced and processed mm-hmm. that you have a good 24 hours. You know, still, of course, the longer you wait, the more they evaporate, the more they go. Mm. So there's some massive highs and lows going on. Is this normal? But depends on each person is different and each fast is different. So you can have um, very, um, very, very active people, you know, um, go very active into a fast, doing lots of walks, lots of exercises, lots of this, lots of water drinking, lots of everything somehow. But then comes like the collapse. Um, then other people are more balanced. It depends also what your body needs at the time, what your emotional body needs. As we said at the beginning when we talked, I told you that we do detox on various levels. You detox on a spiritual level, on an emotional level, and a mental level, and 
on this, uh, you know, on the on a psychological level and physical, obviously, yeah. Um, so um, there's our and how these are how these four elements are working you are working with you in your life at the very time when you start a fast mm -hmm. that kind of uh, that sets the sign for the fast i mean i've had people here fasting that were super concerned about the fast that flew through it on the wings of what you cannot even tell amazing i mean i could just maybe instead of like talking about other people talk about myself fasting for over 20 years now 25 And it's always different, mm. you know. Obviously, after a while, you acquire some sort of, um, yeah, experience with it. Then you know how to flow with the fast, how to stop yourself from getting into um, too much negative thinking, how to learn, you learn when to go and lie down. And, uh, and I have to tell you, because you have not been here the whole time, so that really has something to do too, because I have not, and it doesn't mean that I have to be there, but I'm a fasting guide. And fasting guides do know certain things, mm. what to do at what time and how. Some of the things are super important. And if you don't do that that way, because, I mean, as we, uh, it's harder, you know? I mean, I do know that people who are guiding fasts There are group in Germany, it happens a lot actually, where people come to a certain place in a certain town and they meet there, sometimes 20 to 30 people even, and then they go off and do their fasts. And then they come back together and they uh, share the experience they've had. Their fasters, you know, the fasting guides weigh them, certain uh, things that everybody has to do or they're in contact with them via internet nowadays or phone whatsapp um but there are certain hours only they're not always available mm. um then uh, fasting um crises are dealt with in a rougher way it's harder in general mm. to do a fast not guided when going not somewhere where you stay where you go where you leave everything that's your life out there behind mm. somehow where you obviously with the phones nowadays and uh, you know the computers and all of this you can't you really don't do that but we suggest i mean when when i have bigger groups of fasting i make sure that that people have certain hours they can get onto the phone or onto the computer because some people or that they do it in a certain way that doesn't intrude on the peace and quiet of other people um, some people come and they really want to leave all that at home or out the doors. And it, that uh, immediately gives the whole thing a um, complete different energy. Digital so, detox. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a digital detox, but it's also you're not involved with your daily life. You know, there's so many things. Our... I don't even know anymore how many thoughts we have in one second. I mean, it's our capacity is so huge and our actual awareness of being conscious about the thought we have um, is so limited. But thoughts trigger emotions. They trigger all sorts of things. So you might scan, I mean, uh, around and um, 
Also, it was a very unorthodox fast this time, you know. So, it's Ark walking around, Marlon's walking around. Your son and your husband. Food, yeah, food standing around. There's a Maybe fridge just full open. of food and yeah, well, the food fridge, everywhere. Usually, none of my clients <laughs> go into the fridge, you know. But that just even that you have like, apples lying around over there. You know, is could I'm be quite something. amazed though that actually, like, I haven't felt, I just have not felt tempted. Today is the first time yeah. I sucked on a lemon at home and then I had one little suck on a little bit of grapefruit and mm. that's it. You know, I haven't in, in four days felt tempted to go to the fridge. I felt no real cravings for anything, no, which I'm well, surprised about. I haven't felt hungry that's, either. That's, you, know, you see, that's, you know, just to spin to, spin to the end, the last thing I said, that when we're in our normal daily life situation at home, and you walk around and you might, there might some various triggers might be there that you're thinking something and you don't even realize you're thinking it, but your body has an emotional response. And then suddenly a whole onset of stories happens and it's kind of hard to kind of like fall back into the fasting mode. Mm. So you're like, a, it's a bit like being a ping pong ball, you know, on a ping pong table that because while you when you're in a place in a setting where none of that's there or very little of that daily stuff is around you you don't have to fall back you don't fall back so much into your daily conscience you know even subconscious if you want so so therefore is a more stable situation for the faster mm. um and now the last thing you asked me I forgot <laughs> just the desires the cravings have already oh, kind well, of because vanished if you do a regular if you know this Two things and you need to, uh, for a successful start and fast and ending, well, the whole a successful fast period is that you really want to do the fast and a really good cleanse at the beginning. Mm. So the salts we take at the beginning are super important at the beginning to clean up your whole system. And then every day the enema, because even though we metabolize, we don't eat anything, we are constantly uh, detoxing, you know. I mean, for example, today I was talking about some lady in the when I went to get some more supplies for the juices and for the broth, and uh, she was saying, "Are you doing the um, syrup a fast? It was fast with this um, maple syrup and this." I said, "No, because it's not a fast. Because it's never your body never ever ever goes into fasting mode." Because you're on sugar the whole time, which is carbohydrate. Mm -hmm. And when you don't leave the carbohydrates behind, your body will never come to this chaotic state where you use your fat cells and your protein cells. And eventually, once the state is finished, you use mostly your fat cells because your protein and your fat cells are those cells that actually put themselves around the toxins and uh, protein cells. Are, a lot of times, um, protect us from heavy metals and the fat cells from a ton of different toxins. So as you're breaking open those cells in order to supply your body f with energy, the glucogen that's usually uh, used from the direct food intake, um, hence uh, carbohydrates, um, the, those toxins come out and you can either breathe them out, you don't see that, but a lot of time people get terrible skin during fasting because they comes out through their skin. We drink lots of water, so it comes out in our pee. Uh, the liver cleanses the blood all the time, hence that's why we have all the liver packs every day. But our metabolism, is a lot of it is in our digestive system, and it's constantly doing that. So we don't put anything in there, so the peristaltic is completely set quiet. 
So we need enemas on a daily basis almost. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And those enemas help us to also take out that, uh, that feeling of um, wanting to eat. Because the feeling of wanting to eat a lot of times is when, that's why when he told me today that you had a bit of the grapefruit, I said, well, it's still okay. But somebody could even have intake up to 400 kilocalories and still be, uh, according to that theor theory of the Buchi or the Dr. Otto Buchinger fast, um, still be on the fast. I don't know if that's right or not, but what I do know is that when you in ingest something and it creates five, I mean, and it creates digestive juices. You know, that's the, what what we got rid of. At the beginning, we eliminated the digestive juices. They come back slowly. That's why we have to have a third of the time that you fast to bring the juices back. Um, they go fastly away, but once they come back, that's what makes you hungry. It's your own digestive juices make you want to eat. So when they're not there, and by the enema, and with the enema, you know, you loosen up uh, also things that are hanging in your colon, sometimes for years. When they get loosened up, they can also produce or either really bad feelings, nausea, uh, dizziness, but that's usually right after one enema, and then you do another enema and take it all out, or hunger. You know, so when people get hungry, really hungry, I have a hunger attack during a fast, immediately I send them to do an enema. Mm. That really helps. You're so a mean woman. Yes. <laughs> people love me for that afterwards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's all in woman. a good cause, but um, there's just a lot of things, really, that you go through on a daily basis. But, I mean, how much energy is taken up? digesting food and what is that energy put towards when it's not digesting food um the energy that's taken up is like you say we have if we, we let's say we have a hundred percent energy 30 to 40 percent of our energy is towards digesting food so these 30 to 40 percent of energy you have to now when you start fasting either heal your body heal your emotions Heal whatever needs to be healing, balance it out again. Mm -hmm. And if you're, let's say, you're, let's, you're a quite balanced person, or satisfied person in your life, everything works kind of really well, you're also healthy, and you start fasting. What can happen here is that you are getting annoyed with your sleeping pattern because suddenly, because you have so much more energy, you don't need to sleep so much. Mm -hmm. So that's why I always say to have a book, read, write things down, be creative. People get super creative ideas during this time. But that's like, let's say, that would be the to total healthy person with a very balanced situation in their lives at that time. Mm. Um, then you could have a person who has maybe it's all good, but might have something in the body or has been very... Well, maybe the body will look onto this it's like it's almost like when if you let your mind rest so a bit a bit if you let your digestion rest and all of this and you we let it just happen we trust that our body knows how to heal itself mm -hmm. same with the emotions emotions might come up so when i have people here a third day is a lot of times the day the third day where things can start to go you know look at them bubble up or uh, fourth, third, fourth day, you know, so um, sometimes second, but third is the most um, common one. 
Yeah, and then to be available for that is super important that there's somebody available for this kind of emotional unbalance, unbalance, you know, so that we we usually try to do this here with um, um, visualizations, with getting together in the evening, sharing, but I'm always available for somebody who, if they need to talk to me directly, you know, about things, because that's a lot what can come come up there as well, you know, so... Mm. Oh, it certainly has. Anyway, I think it's broth o'clock, but thank you very it's much. It's broth o'clock, yes. <laughs> thank you, John. So, diary oh. entry number five, day five. Um, I just feel like a different woman today. I feel like something has shifted big time. Um, not necessarily something physical. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I just feel really light and really blissed out again a little bit like I did on the morning of day three but just different just at peace and just really calm uh, in my in my body I just feel I mean I know my digestive system is sleeping so that's obviously one possibility but it's yeah I just I just feel I just feel really good I feel really really good um in a way, I don't feel like when I'm eating. This is not the same thing. It's pouring with rain, by the way, and I'm just out on a hike, so that noise is uh, walking under a Chiringuito roof. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to describe. And as I said before, I'd been waking up in wintertime in the dark, feeling a little bit fearful, and this morning was just a whole different ball game. It just, I just woke up with almost smiling, you know? <laughs> um, so, I mean, there's definite science to prove that this can enhance your mood and make you feel totally different with the levels of serotonin and dopamine and other, you know, detoxification processes that are going on to eliminate things that could be dragging you down. So that's a distinct possibility. Um, I've also been getting terrible stomach aches at night time after the broth, which is strange. And then I have a, a good experience with the enema in the morning, which we don't need to go into too much detail but I have to say I've made peace with that whole situation it's um, a daily necessity when the system isn't eliminating for itself and actually yeah you can get quite high (laughs) on a morning enema I've noticed Um, it can really boost your mood because obviously as we all know well many of us do some of us do maybe most of us don't I don't know but you know our gut health is super important to our happiness with um, most of our serotonin being produced in our gut so you know we have been washing out the colon but there's definitely um, I would say an effect on the gut health from not eating um, and from you know daily detoxifying so maybe that's what it's down to that's a distinct possibility there are obviously lots of other beautiful ways to rectify um, imbalances in in the gut um this is quite an extreme way to get there uh, i am an extremist i've been an extremist pretty much my whole life i'd say that's also something i've noticed over the course of this fast and and that's what i love about it it just gives you this roller coaster journey that oh you know yesterday it was a crash and burn big time in the afternoon i felt really sad you know i've cried on this fast <laughs> a few times um and and it's just you know i don't know how 
many opportunities we really get in this world to like sit and feel and that is something oh it's making me feel a little bit tearful just talking about you know feeling is feeling is hard you know feeling is really really hard and we're not trained I don't think that's what I'm experiencing what real feeling into the depths of any big emotion are actually like until and it sounds crazy to say that food being gone from the system creates that space but it does it really does and there have been moments where I've experienced euphoria and bliss and ecstasy and love and <laughs> I'm actually gonna cry this is very embarrassing <laughs> oh dear get a grip Joe. anyway but there are moments where yeah I have been down the gutter and uh, I have doubted everything about my life and about yeah my existence my purpose on this planet <laughs> so you know but I think a lot of people go through that a lot of the time and I was experiencing a bit of that before I decided to fast so for me this has just been such a powerful decision to feel a bit down in the dumps feel a bit flat feel a bit lost feel a bit alone feel a bit confused I've had so much going on in my life the last six months not all of it good some of it's been amazing and I'm, I'm so grateful for all of the lessons I've picked up along the way but the fact of the matter is I just wanted to go deeper and get to the root of what it is that is doing my head in making me feel rubbish because when I look out to the sea right now on Cala Martina where I'm standing or walking as I'm talking yeah my life is just it's just beyond amazing and I'm the curator of that and we all know that but it just yeah, there's nothing to fear there's nothing in there inside of me um, that I'm scared of anymore and I had this experience with breath work a long time ago I was terrified of doing it because I was like oh my god you know what if I meet myself and I'm a terrifying hideous monster but actually you know the answers are inside of us the bliss is there it's all accessible it's just sometimes really knowing or wanting have a deep burning desire to get reacquainted you know to really refined that person um, who got a little bit lost along the way and that's nothing shameful to admit you know because I'm feeling good I'm probably able to admit this stuff more readily and more easily and when you feel like shit do you actually want to tell anyone do you want to tell anyone you feel like shit do you want to ring someone up and share that bad misery that bad news do they want to hear it probably not that's what you tell yourself right but yeah I just think that there's a lot of people feeling feeling depressed and I don't think the D word is a word that we should eliminate from our vocabulary or poo-hoo or yeah be scared of or run away from people that are confessing they feel like that you know people need to share this stuff people need community they need love they need warmth they need reassurance they need security all of these things that you know running your own business being single they they're you know that's another word I've always been I'm single again and it's just like there's a lot of responsibility sometimes that you have to get to grips with by yourself and you've been doing it for a long time you've been single for a long time it just can get too much sometimes and you know I 
friends of mine have called me the warrior woman, which is a ridiculous thing to say, but you know, I know that I'm a strong person. I'm a really strong person. Um, and I've, you know, I've achieved some fab things in my life and I am very proud of them, but it, it's okay to have a wobble, you know, it's okay. It is okay to have a wobble and I'm not, I'm not embarrassed to admit it. I'm not embarrassed to put it on this podcast. I'm not, maybe when I come to edit it and I'm feeling completely different, but I don't, yeah, it's just not, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to share this, uh, this feeling and, um, my God, have I felt in t- the last two days have been the hardest day three and day four but today I feel a lot clearer and that's what I remember from last time of doing this just the clarity I've been so indecisive as well so indecisive I'm doing my own head in I'm not suggesting that's ended forevermore it's just a space where I shall use the aftermath of this fast to get some decisions made and get clear on things about my plans for the summer I just couldn't recommend it highly enough basically I'm you know I'm actually even thinking about extending it, which is probably absolutely bonkers. But I do know that the benefits really kick in after five days of fasting. Um, you know, the body really gets to work with regenerating. I think even after three days, it's the, the body regenerates some new, new cells. Um, your immunity is boosted immensely. And you think, oh, a weak person should never fast if they're too thin or they're, they're sick or they're suffering from something. But you're not going to make them weaker. You're just making them stronger, both mentally and physically. And that is actually all I'm going to say for today. But that is how I am seeing all of this today. And I'm, I'm so proud. I'm so proud of myself. And I'm feeling really like I got what I wanted out of this already. If this is all I got, that is more than enough. And that is just a gift to have had some of those blissful magic moments and remembering that there's nothing in there to be scared of inside of me or inside any of us that's amazing that's really deeply deeply amazing and um yeah thank you for listening basically that's all i have to say about that um we'll see you next time um and also i have to throw it out that i'm also giving away a free spot on my retreat called the reset rebel that's what we that's what we do in Ibiza we reset ourselves in some drastic extreme ways and some not so drastic so if you want to come on this retreat there are some places available um, it's a stunning villa in the north of the island and we are just going to get high on life basically with daily music infused yoga and unstructured non-linear movement sessions with me and we're going to go hiking every day I've walked around this entire island as you heard in the first series with Toby Clark of Walking Ibiza so I feel like I've got a lot to share in terms of the nature and beautiful unexplored roots there is just yeah some epic epic beauty to be found here so yeah I'm really excited about that if you want to come drop me an email to just the good news please at gmail.com and if anyone out there has listened to this with me talking about depression, loneliness, anxiety, fear, maybe you've been through a breakup recently and you're in Heartbreak Hotel, you know, drop me a line. I have a free space for you. I'd love to share that. That would be my biggest gift, really, to have someone on board that was in that situation and, and find some other lovely ladies to connect to and and just be held for those three days. So if you want to come, 
be my absolute pleasure to host you um, on that retreat. And again, the email address, get in touch on just the good news. Please, free places on Ibiza retreats all summer. So keep listening, keep listening, keep sharing this with your friends. Follow us on at The Reset Rebel on Instagram. Come and check out our Facebook page. Thank you so much. See you next time. Every day